HelloFresh makes getting back into the fall routine easy. Their delicious seasonal meal kits take the guesswork out of meal prep and are delivered right to your door. Get up to 14 free meals, including free shipping, with code FACE14 at HelloFresh.com FACE14. This is a Rooster Teeth production. Welcome to another episode of the Face Podcast. This is episode 69. Nice. Uh, no importance to that number, really. It's just the one that uh, follows episode 68, comes right before 70. Uh, with me, as always, Andrew Panton from Canada, Gavin Free <laughs> from England, Eric Bedour from the land of San Diego, uh, Nick Schwartz. I don't know where Nick is. Nick is from uh, Austin, Texas, I've decided, and I am... Uh, <laughs> Uh, Mobile, Alabama, and together every week we sit down and we talk about uh, tarot cards and tarot card readings. Yeah. Andrew, you were saying. Well, I was just, we talked about, we have that rookie of the year bet, and I had somebody reach out a long time ago, uh, back when we were talking about doing it with basketball, and I had been meaning to email them, and they reached out over Twitter last night about the bets and being willing to help send some, some positive magic towards the players of our choice. And part of that was I got to have a tarot card reading on the bet, yeah. got to kind of get an analysis of how things are going to go. Essentially, it, from my memory, uh, the first card I got said that my my strengths are in my ambition and sneakiness, but it may cause resentment. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> strike this, is a may. Just strike <laughs> through the word may. Yeah. So this and the second card was like I'm holding on to the past, which could could be bad bets lost in the past, which is half of gambling, if not 80%. It's like, that's all gambling is, is you having regret about things you've, you've done. I don't remember. I think the third one was like success would come from teamwork and something. I don't remember how it would work exactly. Like this team, like face. I mean, you could interpret that in so many ways. Maybe the success of, of Justin Fields is in his teamwork or, or the players we're going to pick. But essentially... I opted, I had to make a choice because the interpretation was that the magic would be most powerful if focused on only one person. But I didn't want to risk the resentfulness that may come with that. <laughs> so I put everything on Jeff and my player. And Gavin, I didn't send anything your way because I figured you're naturally what? lucky enough. You don't need it. It's true. Mac Jones is going to be Poor fine. Poor Mac Jones. He's not going to be doing as well. No, you don't. <laughs> I, you, what you, I love that you remember how to say his last name. <laughs> I got told by Eric. <laughs> I think what you need to evaluate, Gavin, is your natural luck opposed to my bad luck that the magic needs to counter. It's a much deeper hole for the magic to take effect on my side. I don't think I have good luck. I think I have luck boosters. Like, if your luck is bad, I'll make it worse. <laughs> <laughs> As you've seen wherever I'm, wherever I'm deciding what you bet. I'm like a, like a luck catalyst. <laughs> It's true. I don't think I've ever won based off of advice given by you. And we've done this multiple times on will. the show and off the show. <laughs> I think I'm like 0-7 based upon <laughs> Gavin's guidance. Eventually, you should just go in on like a million dollar bet. Because if, you, if you've lost 10 times, you can't lose 11, surely. That is that is such a gambler's mentality that is completely <laughs> wrong. And I love, I completely agree with it cannot possibly be read again. Oh, it's read. Well, it can't. There's no way it will be read one more time. Man, 
I know there's only there's only so many f face hours in a f face day. Yeah. Uh, but I would love some shoulder content for this podcast that's you getting your tarot reading recorded. Oh, well, it's already the tarot's done already. I'm going to well, get we can always do it again. We get like, I just think that that like especially in the context of this bet. I almost yeah. feel like we should have all three of us do tarot readings and have them be uh, have them be recorded they so that we can release me, it to the audience. <laughs> yeah, well, this is scary territory, <laughs> buddy. We're dealing with we're dealing with the dark arts. My first ever tarot reading, the very first card that I ever like I don't even know the cards at this point. Pulled a card, death. That's but not then a bad I was card. told That's... that it was not actually that bad and you <laughs> no. don't want to pull the tower. But bullshit, yeah. death's a bad card. Death's not a bad card. Death's just changed, death. buddy. The tower, the tower is a bad card. For sure. That's the That's one you don't want to pull. I yeah. feel like the death card is like the ace of a blackjack card, like the equivalent of it's very powerful or useless. Mm. Like it, it could be an 11, which could be very useful to you. As long as the death isn't pointed at you, that's a powerful card. I mean, mm. I don't understand how terror works, but I don't think death necessarily <laughs> is a bad thing. It's not. It really isn't. In, in the tarot world. Oh, man. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, it's all horseshit <laughs> in general, isn't it? None of it's bad. It's it's paper. Well, you say that now, but let's you see who say wins that. this bet. Yeah, yeah. exactly. We're I'm gonna a skeptic. Once... I'm the James Randi of this podcast. Well, I'm, I'm glad that I didn't put any magic towards you. It would have been a waste. It would have been hey, a waste on you. Andrew? I was right all along. Yes, Jeff? Can I ask you a question? Of Gavin, course. This, is, this is not for you. Please do not participate okay. in this portion. Andrew, do you know who James Randi is? Yes. Yes, I do. Who is he? He is a, uh, I believe, he's a skeptic, right? Generally speaking, he's somebody who has debunked several people. He used to work on The Tonight Show a lot, where he'd come on and like debunk people that claim that they had psychic abilities. He's a okay. very, I think he's also a magician, maybe? Yeah, he was like the great Randy. But I guess uh, when Uri Geller came on the, the talk show, was it Carson at the time asked... Uh, James Randi how to mess with Geller's like spoon vetting <laughs> so he deliberately didn't have and he didn't allow the crew of Yuri Geller to get anywhere near all the props <laughs> so he just sat there <laughs> for like 20 minutes trying to bend a spoon but because he couldn't he didn't pre-bend any of them he couldn't do a trick I, <laughs> but it somehow made it somehow made Yuri Geller even more famous and it didn't tank his career in any way it's very interesting I feel well, like weird. there's a clip of Randy on like a show and it was a guy claiming that he could move things with his mind and he's going to like open a phone book or like change the page of a phone book. But really, <laughs> he was just, just blowing on him. <laughs> yeah, he's like essentially either blowing or like directing the, the, the wind of the room. Like he was just it was clearly like he's just using the effect. I think he was blowing, as you said. So Randy put all these fucking little pieces of paper <laughs> around it. Yeah, so like it couldn't peanuts. just. Yeah, so it couldn't just move the thing. <laughs> It's great. And the, and the guy is like, hmm, no, yeah, I can't, yeah. I can't do it now for some reason. It's like static or something. There's a lot of strategic squatting by that guy in that video of like trying to get into the zone, like pretending he's like yeah, trying he's to dressed, get the right. He's yeah. dressed like a martial artist. He is. Yeah. I forgot about that. But yeah, I'm very familiar with him. He's great. <sighs> I'd, I'd never heard of the guy. That's funny. That's interesting. Is he British oh, really? or American? No, he died recently. He did. But did he die British or American? He's American. It's American. Okay. Oh, he's oh Canadian. American. Canadian. Canadian. Oh. I don't know. Maybe American. I don't know, actually. I just know he's not British is actually the answer to that question. I don't know anything beyond that. Mm. <laughs> oh, Eric's typing Canadian-American. Well, there we go. We're both right. In the, in the world of solving things, I want to talk about a thing really quickly because the, the episode we recorded last week, the first one aired, and which I talked about my shift key realization. 
Oh, yeah. And I didn't know that Shift could capitalize. There's a lot of people talking about it saying they don't believe that that was a thing that I could do. And so I, I was fascinated because I genuinely didn't know that, that the Shift capitalization was a thing. And how is this possible? And Gavin, you brought up the phone. The phone has the symbol for it, yeah. which I didn't really understand. So I'm going to I'll pull up tablet and get this ready. So I that is only useful if you know that the shift key is supposed to capitalize. Right. So if you have no basis of that, even if the symbol is the same, that doesn't mean anything. I always interpreted that symbol as it's an uppercase, like it's going to uppercase your letters. So that's my phone keyboard. It's not <laughs> one to one to my real keyboard. So there's, I didn't view, so people have said like, oh, it, well, the symbol's on the fucking keyboard. How did you not make that connection? I've used Mac keyboards almost my entire life. There's no symbol on the shift key. That symbol's not there. I don't use a PC keyboard. So you're saying you didn't know that was shift, even though it's next no to the I had no idea Z, that was shift. Like so it, the, you've been using the shift key this entire time. You just didn't understand that it was. No, no. The only time I would use shift, I believe is control shift four, where you can then search for a specific word. But I'm saying people saying like you, Gavin, that symbol represents shift, not on any keyboard I've ever used. But you have to, it's in the same place. Like you have to go there to hit a capital letter. What do you mean? Like what's next to Z on a keyboard? On both keyboards. Yeah, but it's shit. But I had no idea that shift capitalized. I've only been using cap lock, and there's not a cap lock button on the phone keyboard. So I interpreted <laughs> the up as the caps locks button, not the shift okay. button, because that symbol means nothing. And I thought the upward arrow was like, we're uppercasing your letters. It is. That's- <laughs> it is saying it's uppercasing your letters. Yeah. So that's just that I just wanted so, but, to go but, but over my how point this being happened. is you you've been uppercasing your letters with the shift button on your phone this entire time. You just thought not it was a knowing caps it was a button. shift. Yeah, you just thought I it was a caps lock button. Yes, okay. I thought that that was a caps lock button because I didn't know the shift did that. You might be right. Well, I mean, to be fair, they're built into each other. Like that that is actually both keys on the phone. Yeah, if you double tap it, it locks. That in, was what right? I didn't realize. Um, I think on the podcast we realized that I didn't understand that you could double tap the shift to caps lock and i was yep. manually like holding it holding it down each time i needed to type an all caps word did you know andrew that if you double tap it locks in the caps i no i had no oh, idea okay well i was going if, only... if you knew that i was going to say i mean technically you're kind of correct because it it serves the function of shift and caps lock and so this entire time if you've been using it as the caps lock you've been using it correctly i guess so you can tell all the comment leavers uh, that you were right and they were wrong I'm not, it's not even a right or wrong. It's more just how did I not make this connection before? And I saw a lot of people bringing up the symbol being oh, on the shift key. And it's dude, not for my keyboard. I got an earful from minor league fan Jack just this morning about I it. I was going to say the same. Yeah, he's, he's Andrew, your biggest doubter. He pulled me aside when I came into work yesterday. And he was like, so that shift thing's bullshit, right? Like, there's no way. And I was like, look, I, I, think, it, I, I think it's real. I, think I it's- don't. I would have gone on. I, what I'm curious about is how long it would have taken me to ever realize that. The only reason why I figured out the shift thing is I was talking to someone and I was like, don't you hate when you cap lock and you hit the wrong, like it's out of sequence. So the first letter's small and all the other ones are, are capitalized. And they explained to me, they said, you don't use the shift. And I had no idea. No fucking clue. It's just something I didn't learn. I don't know how I didn't learn that the shift didn't. I don't have an answer for that, but I genuinely had no idea that if you held shift to capitalize letters. Well, I mean, there's also a way around your problem, too. 
In what way? Like when you're, oh, Jesus, like uh, when you're out of sync, like you can, uh, what is it? It's like shift and F3 or something and it like flips the capitalization of all the letters. That's not real. I think it's real. Is it, is it shift F3? Or so, something. It's, I used to use it in Word. I guess I don't, I know one keyboard shortcut and it's control shift four. Outside of that, I'm never using that shift button. <laughs> you, dude you should you should give shift a spin it is awesome i tried like once i heard i'm still caps locking because it just feels more natural because i've been typing by hitting caps lock on the singular capitalization for most of my life i guess all my life i've been typing i'll say this you figured out how to play how to use a video game controller wrong and you're way better than i am at video games so i'm not gonna judge how you do it yeah, that was another weird thing where I didn't realize that there was another way to hold the controller. It just seemed obvious that you would do that. Yeah, it blew my mind when you're like, "No, I have both thumbs on the analog sticks." Wait, what? You, what? He he's a claw guy. He yeah, he calls I guess claw. it's called the claw. I didn't realize that until after I, I used it. So you're like fingers on analog stick? Yeah. Well, I guess I have my my thumbs are on the analog stick, and then I bend my finger to cover all the buttons. I guess the issue is more that Jeff removes the ability to look around. Like when you hit a button, he uses his thumb, so then you can't move your head oh. and, and shooters. So yeah, I that's... just bend my finger over to cover all the buttons, so I never have to. Yeah, let that's go why you're better. Yeah, you can avoid that actually with the uh, the paddles now on the elite controllers. That's the thing. I own an elite controller, but I never use the paddles because I already just do that with my fingers. So I, I don't have much <laughs> of a use for the paddle system. I don't like those paddles. It's overcomplicated. And if you slam your controller down, they fly off. That's how I feel about the <laughs> shift. <do. laughs> Shift doesn't go anywhere, buddy. <laughs> no, it, it doesn't. <laughs> it stays on. It's not like that game where you have to put the symbols in before it explodes. I'd love if keyboards did that, but I just the point of it's overcomplicated in my head. I just hit the caps lock key, then I hit it again. It's not a big deal. I just you're wanted just describing to explain. How, how you're just describing something more complicated because you have to do two things. That's fun. Who doesn't like hitting a button? I love hitting a button. <laughs> I'm just. I'll, I'm going to go on record, Andrew, and say that I believe you. Uh, even though not many of the comment leavers and certainly not minor league Jack do. Uh, I think that you're being uh, totally honest and I can see how it would happen as someone who still, you know, who still has the, the uh, Roman numeral problem. I completely and totally uh, can see how, how, how you would uh, miss, miss this little bit of information. And then you look up and it's so many years later and you beat all of crackdown without auto lock. Yeah. I, I didn't know about this Roman numeral problem that you have until last week. <laughs> well, it's been a big deal my whole life. <laughs> but why don't you just sit down and learn them for like an hour? Dude, I tried. I told you. I don't think. I, I don't know if I told you this or if I mentioned it. I feel like I've talked about the Roman numeral issue so many times. It's it's over talked, but uh, across podcasts and stuff. But I used to have a laminated card in my wallet that I could use as a quick reference that somebody <laughs> oh. gave me. <laughs> I mean, really. <laughs> How really, you, you only to need that? to know between 1 and 12. Then every, anything else is, is bullshit, really. I mean, until you get to the Super Bowl. <laughs> yeah, the Super Bowl. <laughs> the Super like Bowl had like L, didn't it? That was like <laughs> 50. <laughs> I bet I like college football better than pro football subconsciously because of this, the Super Bowl confuses me. There's no, there's no Roman numerals in college football. <laughs> I like it's the least important detail, though, of the Super Bowl. Mm, is it? I think it is the number of which one it is. I think it's matter. important to know when it is. Yeah. Like uh, what Super Bowl it is. I don't feel, well, I guess you could make an argument for that, but I feel like L more is not a number. If somebody v tells me. V is not a number. Oh, it's a number. 
Yes. L is the number. If somebody says like L L V one, I won't know what that means, but if they're like the the Chiefs Patriots Super Bowl, I will know what that is. Just what annoys me about Roman numerals is the imbalance around a letter. So like a four will be like I V, like one before the five. Mm-hmm. And then you have five, and then you have five I, and then also five I and then five I I. Like, why isn't it two either side? Instead, it's one one way and three the other. Yeah, it's mental. stupid. It's pretty mental. mental. It, 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 it's too confusing for a fully formed adult brain to work out. <laughs> they needed they need to get you in the third grade when you still haven't fight, you still haven't cemented all those connections when you when you're still moldable. Because now I can't, it's nonsense. Just I no had point. a friend at school who thought <laughs> you know you'd only read it, he'd never seen it <laughs> read <laughs> aloud. He thought the guy's name was Henry Ville, but it was Henry VIII. Oh man. Uh, Gavin, uh, I ran into you. By the way, this is getting weird. I ran into you at the office this morning where I was going to record my audio only podcast that i do that's not this one and then we we said hi to each other and then we agreed to hang out later when we both leave work to come home (laughs) to record this audio only podcast (laughs) well we can't record in person without andrew because of the imbalance i agree with that and also uh i don't know man i like even if i could at work i i really i feel in my zone here Mm-hmm. For this podcast, yeah, you know, this is I feel safe. I've got all my got my treasures around me. I've got all my <laughs> baseball, trinkets, you know, got all my baseball cards, got my egg card. I'm ready to go. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, I feel like you also just need that environment because it's such a big part of the show. It took forever yeah. to build your moving episodes because of it <laughs> hitting your head on the desk. It's well, a, a character. <laughs> I'd yeah, say. That's, a, that's a good point. It is funny, though, to run into Gavin at work and then agree to go home so we can work. <laughs> it is. <laughs> yeah, you, jo- you joined us while we were scooting around on our various Dude, segways two, and one wheels. Two days in a row, I've come into the office now that the world is, you know, we're starting to emerge from our, from our, our pandemic caves. And uh, two days in a row, I've run in, I've been at the office and seen you at the office. And for a brief moment, I almost felt like we worked for a real company again. Yeah. And then we I got on my bicycle good. and I rode home. <laughs> we did a pretty good prank on uh, the meeting you were in yesterday. Did a <laughs> good. Very, very. Can we talk? Yeah, this doesn't come out for a while, right? Yeah, uh, this will be two weeks week, from now. Yeah, over a week. Away. We were in a we were in a meeting. Uh, who cares? It's I, I like this podcast better than whatever that was anyway. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I, uh, and plus I created that other thing too. So I call, I can call seniority and, and say it, it makes more sense to be here. Uh, we were in a meeting about, ah, uh, just like a bullshit, you know, admin meeting kind of stuff. And we had minor league fan Jack in to talk about this charity that he runs every November that raises a bunch of money for sick kids. And, uh, we're in there for about 30, 40 minutes. He was supposed to come in and talk for about five minutes. It, it ran about 40 minutes of just, you know, oh dear. uh, good Lord. And, uh, and then when he finally gets up to leave, it's a glass office on three, I guess on two walls. The other two walls are solid, but the glass is frosted. So you kind of, you kind of, you, you, you know, you can see colors and shapes, but you can't really see what's going on. And we were just focused on the charity and all the important work that we were doing. And uh, minor league fan Jack gets up and the door opens, you know, he opens up the door to walk out and walks right into a giant fridge. <laughs> you guys had moved an entire refrigerator <laughs> 
perfectly in front of the door, and so then he just walked right into it. It was very Thankfully, the, the fridge is on wheels. Yeah we're, yeah, we're back in the mode of just like videos. This is what we miss being at home, really. Videos just can spontaneously happen. We're making a video about something else, and then I decided to try and move the fridge, and then I thought it would be a good idea to block the door with it, and uh, it was very enjoyable. It was and then we, we replaced the real fridge with Matt. <laughs> we just gave him all the stuff from the fridge and he had to give it out to people if they wanted to drink. <laughs> but in that meeting, Gavin, when we ran into each other, you mentioned that you had a bunch of stuff to talk about today. Really? Oh, nice. No, I got some stuff left over. Actually, I got some new stuff. I, I, I had one of those moments again where you sort of think you're in a simulation because there's just too much coincidence happening at uh -huh. once. Mm -hmm. You ever get those? Yeah. Yeah. Meg, Meg was streaming the other night. She was playing Na some Nancy Drew game. Mm -hmm. And because we've been watching so much Survivor, we haven't really had a chance to watch movies recently. So I thought, oh, we'll watch a movie. But she, she had to finish that game. She wanted to like, get through the whole thing. And by the time she finished, it was quite late. So I thought, well, let's watch like a 90-minute you know, like comedy or something. We settled on Airplane, which I hadn't okay. seen in a long time. Mm -hmm. Great movie. And uh, I was talking to her before. I was like, oh, so you, you actually had to like, finish that game? You couldn't just like do it in segments. She was like, no, it's better if you finish it because it's like a murder mystery. And, I, uh, and she was like, you know what Nancy Drew is? I was like, no, I don't, I don't really know about Nancy Drew. And she's like, well, it's like the Hardy Boys. I was like, yeah, I don't know. I just, I'll be honest. The only reason I've heard of that is because Coolio rapped about it in the Keenan and Kel theme song. <laughs> <laughs> and she was like, you're having a laugh. You must, you must know. I was like, no, seriously, that's the only reason I know those names. Then we're watching um, Airplane. And there's that scene in the cockpit where like everyone has a confusing name for a cockpit. So you've got like uh -huh. Captain Over, you've got someone called Roger, yeah, someone else called Victor. And they're like, oh, what's your Victor, Victor? He's like, oh, Over, a what? A Roger. And Roger's like, huh? And it's just all that confusing stuff. Mm -hmm. And Meg's like, oh, they're doing like a funny uh, Abbott and Costello bit. Yeah. And I was like, oh, I've never seen any of that. She's like, oh, you know, <laughs> Abbott and Costello. And I was like, oh. I'll be like, I was like, I'll be honest with you. <laughs> <laughs> I've only heard I've only heard of Abbott and Costello because Coolio rapped about it in the Keenan <laughs> where he goes through double acts. So then she was like, "All right, you're having a you're having a laugh now." <laughs> so then I got up the lyrics to Keenan and Kel, and I was like, "All right, here's the bit." And, and Coolio goes, "This ain't the Hardy Boys or a Nancy Drew mystery. It's just Keenan and Kel in your vicinity." Like Siegfried and Roy, or Abbott and Costello, Magic and Kareem, or Penn and Teller. And then I realized, I paused the movie, and I looked at the, I looked at the TV. It's, it's freaking Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Yeah. In that, in that scene, he's, he plays Roger Murdoch, the guy in the cockpit. And I was like, I was like why is everything in my life right now in the Keenan and Kel song? I, I was, I'll be honest, I was half expecting Ben Gillette to fall through my ceiling. I was like, what is going on? We were both like jaw open, like, what is happening right now? I'm in a simulation. Is there a line in the Keenan and Kel rap about how the shift key works? Because I have not heard, <laughs> I've not heard the rap, and that could have helped me. There is. Were is were you wearing socks at this point? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, airplane still a funny movie. Air airplane holds up really well. I actually took Millie, my daughter, to see it in the theater. Uh, I guess twenty nineteen, summer twenty nineteen, and it was well. First off, uh. A 15-year-old kid has no frame of reference for 98% of those jokes, but still very funny. And the thing that you forget about that movie 
uh, and their style of humor is that there's a joke every five seconds. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, it's it's like those Zucker Brothers movies. Like well, they've done all the, I guess, Naked Gun and like I think they're involved yeah. in basketball and stuff. There's just like a visual gag or a joke every six seconds. They've got like a JPM uh, minimum of like thirty jokes a minute or something. It's ridiculous. Also, I realized from I found out afterwards that all those people in that movie, like Lloyd Bridges and uh, Phelps, whatever his name is, and Leslie Nielsen, Nielsen. they'd never had comedic roles before that movie. Mm-hmm. They really? were all like like really serious actors, and it like reinvigorated all of their careers as as comedy dudes. Yeah, Nielsen ended up having his second act was way bigger than his first because yeah. of all that. I view him as a comedy actor and I viewed creep shows like, oh, that's a weird exception to the rule where he plays like kind of a, a sinister murdering <laughs> character that not realizing that that's what his career was for a time. Dude, creep show is a great movie. Meteor shit. <laughs> I used to say that to myself all the time. Meteor shit. <laughs> I didn't realize oh. that airplane was a parody of airport until yeah. I watched airport. I had no idea that those I just thought airplane was a funny movie. That was not spoofing anything else. I thought it was a bizarre comedy. It was strange to watch Airport and be like, oh, this is Airplane. So what one's Zero Hour? Is that because they made multiple airports? Is there an airport called Zero Hour? Airport was like a trilogy. Airport is like a weirdly big movie. i never seen it. Zero Hour is the other movie, right? I thought that was what Airplane was. That's the one that had like all the combat stuff is based on, right? But the the main guy in Zero Hour is Ted Stryker, who's also the main guy in Airplane. Right, like that part, the striker stuff is based off Zero Hour, but the uh, I think a lot of the other stuff is based off Airport. It's like a combination. <laughs> uh, <laughs> what percentage of the f- face? <laughs> what year? <laughs> what year did that? Mo- Hold on a second. What year did Airplane come out? It's like nineteen eighty. <laughs> We're talking about it's, a movie. It's before yeah. my time. <laughs> We're talking about a movie that was came out years and years and years before y'all were born. I was five, and I'm a thousand. <laughs> Like we probably should move on to something this. You don't think many of century. the people listening have listened to 1970s Airport? You don't think they've seen Dean Martin as a pilot before? I think maybe not, but I think they should. They should. Well, they should watch Airplane. Airport not really needed to watch. It's okay. It's very fine. Hello, Tushy, and hello, audience. I am here to talk to you about the modern bidet company that is washing away all of your problems, all of your poop-related problems. Is your butt clean enough to sit on the couch naked? If not, you need to get a tushy, the modern bidet that attaches directly to your toilet in under 10 minutes. Think about it. If you ever got poop on any part of your body, you wouldn't just wipe it off. No, you'd wash it. You'd wash the hell out of it. So stop wiping the poop off your butt and start washing it with a tushy modern bidet. It's the bidet for people who poop. Just poop, wash, and pat dry. Let me just throw some of these features your way. It washes your bum with water for a better clean than toilet paper. Duh. And washing with water is less irritating and more soothing for your butthole. I can attest to that. I can... I would testify to Congress over that fact, let me tell you. It's also easy to install. It attaches to the toilet in just under 10 minutes. I said that earlier, but it's so important I said it again. There is no electricity or plumbing needed. Using a Tushy bidet reduces your toilet paper use by 80%, which saves you money. And it's eco-friendly and stylish, which is important. So start washing with a Tushy bidet for a better clean. Go to hellotushy.com face to get 10% off plus free shipping. This is a special offer for our listeners at hellotushy.com slash face for 10% off. 
And hey, after you buy and install your Tushy, show it off. Tag us on at HelloTushy on Instagram. This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp Online Therapy. Life is full of stress. It doesn't matter who you are or what you have, your life is probably stressful. I know uh, that I, I mean, listen, you've seen the two idiots I have to work with. If you think I'm not going through stressful times, uh, then you're crazy. And you may not even be feeling down and out or like straight up depressed or like you're at a total loss. But if your stress is high and your temper is a little shorter than usual, I know I've experienced that uh, on camera a few times. Or even if you're starting to feel strain in any of your relationships like mine with Gavin and Andrew, you could probably use a chance to unload. That's where BetterHelp comes in. It is customized online therapy that offers video, phone, and even live chat sessions with your therapist, so you don't have to see anyone on camera if you don't want to. It's also much more affordable than in-person therapy, and you can start communicating with your therapist in under 48 hours. So unload the stressors in life and get some unbiased feedback. You'd be pretty surprised at what you might gain from it. At least, give it a shot and see if it's for you. This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp and F*** listeners. Get 10% off their first month at BetterHelp.com slash face. That's B-E-T-T-E-R-H-E-L-P dot com slash face. God, I was uh, I was looking at my notes uh, of stuff that I have to talk about today. I don't have a lot, and so I was going to lean on Gavin. Uh, I do have one funny, <laughs> one funny, one very quick small story. Uh-huh. Uh, and then we could talk about how I'm going to Vegas this weekend for you, Andrew. <laughs> and so we should discuss that maybe. Okay. Uh, but also, Andrew, and I don't know if we want to get into it. Uh, we still have superhero. But then under it, and while Gavin was talking, was expl- talking about airport, I-, I was reading and I just it just hit me. Mm-hmm. I had no idea what this note meant, but I wrote down just the word crabbing. And it took me most of this podcast <laughs> to remember why I wrote that down. Yeah. Can I guess? Please. Uh, you were th- you were trying to think of other words for theft, like scrumping, <laughs> and you discovered that crabs. No. When you steal a crab, is crabbing. No, we were Andrew and I were having. <laughs> I wouldn't say a disagreement, but we were having a conversation no. about. Uh, I, I guess like a a strategy, like a, a surrounding yeah. podcasts, like a behind the scenes work kind of strategy, and we were kind of talking through it. And he made an analogy about uh, how when you go crabbing, you leave your crab traps. You don't put all your crab traps in the same spot. You set them out uh, in a, uh, around so you have a wider... You can't, it's essentially casting a wider net, a wider crab net, as it were. Mm-hmm. And I got it in my head that I thought it would be really funny if we all went crabbing together because I've never been crabbing. I don't even like crabs. I guarantee you've never been crabbing. Andrew and I both decided there's no way Gavin's ever been crabbing, and he's never been crabbing. I don't even know what it entails or what I would do with crabs if I caught him, <laughs> but the idea of going crabbing with my two best friends, an activity that none of us have done before, I'm assuming, sounds really fun to me. So I think we should all go crabbing in Vancouver Island someday. I, th- I think an important note, too, for our text is I made the crab netting analogy and then Jeff asked, have I gone crabbing before? And I replied, no, and I have no idea how it works. That was a wild analogy for me to make. I actually don't know anything that I'm saying regarding this topic. I agree. We should do this at some point. There should just be a list <laughs> of things we haven't done that we're not enthusiastic about doing. And then we yeah. have to do them or we have to assign those tasks to one of us. We need to order because there's a lot we have to get done as, the moment we set foot <laughs> on Vancouver Island. Like We've got to get straight <laughs> to work. There's not enough time to do everything. 
You can watch the bathtub races while crabbing from the dock. <laughs> it's one. It's gotta be there though, because we don't have crabs in Austin. It's not crab country, you know. I will say we've already got the perfect receptacle for crabs. Yeah. What is you it? You made it. You made it, Andrew. Oh, the basket. Yeah, you got the basket. Oh, back crab basket. Yeah, no, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> Could you imagine the expression the on everybody's basket. faces if they saw us lower that into the water? <laughs> Why are, you, why are you dunking that tumbleweed into the water? <laughs> if you think about it, though, uh, if, you, if there was a Venn diagram of like, Andrew, you're 26 now, 27, 26? 27. 27. 27 now. And Gavin, you're 32? 33. 33. 33 now. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to give you guys each a year. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, you just, it, you're getting Appreciate up there it. and it's, it's gross. So I'm trying to help you out. I'm 46. <laughs> That's a, the, the combined amount of time is, I don't know the math on that, but probably close to 100 or around 100 years of combined activities. So the Venn diagram of, in, of things that haven't been done by all three of us has got to be pretty small. <laughs> I don't think that's true at all. No, I think it's very wide. I, I think you'd be surprised at how many things you've done that you don't realize that when what we you throw out an activity, you're like, uh, oh, no, I did do that once. Have you ever uh, skinned a, a rabbit? <laughs> no, but I've seen it done in person. It's gross. Andrew? I've seen it in video games. Does that count for anything? <laughs> I, I watched Roger and me, like, like Arthur Morgan. <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, I don't think, I mean, it's also wild. You need to factor in when you're evaluating this experience chart that you've made, Jeff. I haven't just tried scrambled eggs or a glass of milk. Like, my contribution <laughs> to the range of experience is narrow. It's more hey, like two and a quarter person. I understand that. I understand that. But you knew who James Randy was, and I had no fucking clue. So there are, you have, you are a keeper of knowledge and experience, whether you realize it or not. What's, I don't know, never yeah. No, I thought, honestly, when you did that, I thought you knew and you were testing me to see if I did. I didn't know it was the I reverse the of you same. not knowing. No, I assumed he was, a, I assumed you wouldn't know he, who he was. And he was like some British personality that we don't know here in America. And I didn't, I didn't, I didn't account for the fact that he, uh, he was Canadian. I did, he did work a lot in the UK though. I watched a bunch of English yeah. shit he was in. I, I would say the, if you took, if you took every activity on earth, and then, you know, oh, applied Jesus our Christ. Venn diagram of all the stuff that we've all done. I would say 99% of things have been done by n none of us. <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, then we better get to work, is what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> we got a lot of shit to do. I say we start with crabbing, and then we just find out what else. Naturally, we don't have to go looking for it, but we find out what else fits in, like, fits in the center of that diagram that's crabbing never been touched seem... by the three of us. <laughs> it's like a set and leave sort of thing, though, right? Yeah, but you put, like, on boots and then you clomp around in the mud and the water and then i'm i'm assuming somebody will fall down and that'll be funny and you'll you get dirty to do that i think from what i feel like i've observed of crabbing you can just walk to the end of like a pier and drop a basket in and then just pull it up you think it's that fast well i, I yeah i don't think well i think it depends I you think just depends. wait for a bite you just wait for the line to move like i think you wait like 20 minutes would be my guess and then you pull the basket up and if they're crabs you're like sweet you put them in the bucket and if they're not you just throw the thing back into the water i'll be honest i thought you just went up to a crab pool and just picked up a crab i thought <laughs> why didn't why you need what do you mean else? no what you got you those little would... shallows where the rocks let with the, the little you're gonna the rocks, fucking like, hold go water? crabbing with your hands they got they got blades on their arms. <laughs> what are you? It's the most. From the back. 
That's a risky <laughs> game. If you're going into a pool, they're coming from all angles. What are you talking about? <laughs> they're going to be attacking your leg. Yeah, it's going to be like Jurassic, whatever That's the second That's where your Achilles tendon is, dude. They're going to take you down. <laughs> you yeah. You're at your most vulnerable right there. <laughs> Kevin's going to be like, this is no problem. He's going to be like Peter Stormare in fucking Jurassic <laughs> 2, and there's going to be a million crabs on him. He's going to get fucking devoured. All of a sudden, I've talked over it longer than just a little blood floats back up to the water. <laughs> Look, I, I think if we all go crabbing, I bet I can pick up a crab with my bare hands faster than you can faff about with your boots there, and your little cube. There's if <laughs> all kinds of crabbing activities that we can do. Crab, we'll have all kinds of like crabbing, crabbing competitions. I remember, Andrew, I thought you said you were going to mosey on down to the pier one day and sit and watch for a while and take notes. Or did I make that up? Uh, maybe. I don't know. I don't remember if I said that via text. But if crabbing was what Gavin <laughs> described, if I knew nothing about it and I believe Gavin, I would show up with like pillows duct taped to my body and tongs <laughs> in both hands. Like I'd be, I would not be prepared to just walk in and grab. That's just crazy. gloves, I think. I think it's just, what? They don't really like jump at no, your No, I need range. I need tongs. I need tongs in both hands. I don't trust. I don't trust this. All right. How big are the crabs uh, in your imagination right now? Because mine are just like, like the size of a fist or something. Yeah. yeah, yeah, they're around that size too. I still just don't want to deal with that. I don't want to. I don't. Tr I listen. I cut my foot the other day. I'm scared. I'm scared of sharp objects. Is was that when you went outside to get your birthday presents? No, it wasn't. It was inside. I how did you, how did you do it? I was going to bed. It was really late. It was dark, and I stepped on. There was just a piece of glass on my floor. I guess that I didn't know was glass. I was moving stuff. And I stepped on it. And I was like, ah, oh, I stepped on something. That's that's annoying. So I went to brush it off by rubbing it across the bottom, the top of my other foot. And I just sliced across the top of my oh. foot. And I, I was like, that didn't feel good. So then I just went to bed and was like, oh, man, my foot's sore. I think I may have cut it or something. I don't know. And I woke up and I had blood in my sheets and like this this cut across the top of my foot. So I'm very nervous of sharp things right now, Gavin. I do not want to fuck with these crabs. I don't trust it. <laughs> don't run a crab across your skin, then. <laughs> no, they won't. So I'll be covered in pillows with my tongs. They're well, not also, near me. also, we can bring those little rubber bands that you get on like asparagus and celery and stuff, and then Ooh. we can snap them on their uh, around their little pinchers. I like that can. idea. Can we get rubber band guns and try to shoot it onto them? Yes, just get <laughs> to shoot again, it on what we need we more range. And, and what, what we should also do, and where I'm going with that is, once we've got them subdued to the point where they're not a danger to us or each other, then I think we determine who our, our favorite crab each is, and then we do a crab race. Okay. Like, we make a little track, and then we put them at one end, and then we get to the other end, and we try to encourage our crab, like, come on, crabby, come on, old blue, you know, come on, pinchy, or whatever, and then we see who, who's the best crab racer, in addition uh, to crabbing in general. There's so much crab-related crab stuff we can do. Are we releasing them afterwards, or are we going to have I, lunch? No, I, I don't think I could kill a crab. I think we'd have to. No, you can it. kill. You can't kill a crab. You could. You could smash its claws shut and make it race. Well, and I did. That wasn't my idea. I didn't put that forward. Hey, that's calisthenics, dude. Well, I'm sorry, we're not hurting the crab by making it work out, and we're gonna fix. We're gonna take the rubber bands off at the end. Okay. I'm not gonna right. release a neutered crab back into the wild <laughs> and not be able to defend itself. <laughs> And we could you know, release them back into the wild, free, and like put up. Maybe we'll, you know, one of them will have a tiny trophy it can take with it. But yeah, oh, that'd be awesome. <laughs> Just like glue a little trophy <laughs> to its head. That'd be terrible. I don't think we should glue things to crabs. <laughs> I don't think we should do anything to crabs. Uh, <laughs> I, I, 
I agree. I, mean, I don't want to be it. anywhere near this pool. <laughs> what do you mean? What? Do you think on this grand scheme of things, eating them is better than putting something on them? Like, at least in my scenario. I would say catching and quickly dispatching a crab for food is less <laughs> humiliating and harmful than gluing a crown to its head <laughs> and binding its claws. No, that's never. Never do that. <laughs> never bind the claws. I don't want to glue anything, but it's just, it's funny. You're, you're just like, no, I want to do the more humane thing of killing it and eating it. That's what I would like to do. <laughs> well, I mean, it happens. It, it does happens happen. Every day. That's true. <sighs> every day. You're right. Chances are, chances are that crab's killed a few things in its life. Every 10 seconds, a crab is killed. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know how you kill a crab. I think never you just it. stab it, from my understanding. Yeah, they're pretty hard. That's like a lobster, yeah. right? Do you do the same thing with a crab? Fucking look at Gavin is over here talking about crabs being invulnerable with claws, and he's like, I'm hopping in the pool. What are you saying? What are you talking about? Do you think what you pool? could break a crab's nose? The crab it? pool. In your analogy, <laughs> oh, you're like, yeah. I'm going to hop into the crab pool and just grab crabs with my hands, and on the other yeah. side of it, I'm like, how do you kill them? And you're like, they're fucking invulnerable. And they have claws for hands. Like, what are you doing? That's reckless. <laughs> I don't understand. All right, I don't well, understand your logic at all. <laughs> the crazy thing about this is these are all of our pre-crabbing opinions of how it's going to go. <laughs> yeah. Someday we're going to have a, a post-crabbing episode and we'll find out how wrong we were about oh, all of it. We couldn't be more wrong. I feel like the real version would be very boring of us standing on a pier. I, ha I don't think that anything we do will be boring, but I can't wait for our, our, our post-crabbing wrap up. <laughs> <laughs> Think of all the crab-related knowledge that we'll have in our brains after this, and then we can move on to the next thing, and before you know it, we will have done that 99% of all stuff in the universe. I don't know if I've ever even had crab legs. Like, I, I know I've had crab in, like, sushi, but I don't think I've ever had crab legs or, or, or a dish like that, like a crab-based thing that wasn't sushi. Would you rather, if we were to have a crab lunch of crab legs, not the crabs that we're going to be catching, obviously, would you rather have that lunch before we go crabbing or after we go crabbing? What do you think would be psychologically oh, wow. better for you? Yeah, I think psychologically probably before to be like, I think fucking, so too. We, we owned you guys. <laughs> we got this. Yeah. Not, we have the advantage. We're clearly in the power position. Top it's of the yourself up. <laughs> It'll yeah, make us exactly. feel like you're dead on. We'll be in the power position. It'll make us feel superior. I really, I would be afraid that like my, <laughs> if my crab imprints on me or I print an imprint on it and we develop a connection, there'd be no way I could follow through with eating a different crab later in the same day. What it if they could happen. tell and they were more pissed? <laughs> <laughs> that is also true. That's, That's a also I don't know. fucked up. I didn't think about that. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> that changes everything. I didn't consider that as an angle. Well, we'll wait to find out. I guess so. Maybe, yeah. I don't know. Maybe one of us eats crabs beforehand and the rest <laughs> don't, and we just discuss how we feel about it. I don't know. I don't know how we measure that. I don't really like crab. Not not, not a fan of it. Yeah, <laughs> same. I, I think, I I think I've only eaten it once in my life. I don't remember anything about it. But I feel like I've only had it on the top of a slightly fancy steak at a, mm. a restaurant once, mm. which Ooh. and it didn't really it didn't really make the steak any better to me. Go with that. You mentioned you're going to Vegas, Jeff. I had yeah, a realization. I'm going to go buy night. video games for you this weekend. Uh, well, we can talk about that. I was actually I was nervous because I texted you about that 
as I, I texted you last night about it and you didn't reply at all and I got very as nervous. It, um, I'll be honest with you. It's a it was a whole long text about like second guessing and stuff and I already uh-huh. bought the tickets. I've already booked the hotel. Yeah. I already have a driver. Like it's too, we're too far along to but pull the plug now. <laughs> in the in a Vegas kind of aspect is you're going to also you want to put your rookie bets down while you're there. I'm going to put all of our rookie bets down. Well, I'll bet for Gavin. Yeah. I have cracked my gambling code. I figured out how to win. I've come up with a system. It, and last night, I, I finally figured it out. I bet, I'm going to organize these photos. So I bet on the Royals game, the Kansas, Kansas Royals, Kansas City Royals, and the Baltimore Orioles. And it was the, they were going into the seventh inning, I want to say. And I bet that there would be less than 6.5 runs, I believe was the bet. Total. Total. Yeah. Okay. So here, I'll and just, I'll what was the score? Thing. What was the score in the seventh inning at that point when you placed the bet? Zero zero. So let's. Yeah. So this is this is the score right now, or this was the score going into the seventh. Kansas had four four runs. Okay. It's the they're going into the seventh inning. I bet that there wouldn't be more than than six. If they got seven, I would lose the bet. I'm feeling confident about it. I'm like, ah, they have a lead. It'll be kind of a slow game. Everything will be fine. Then we move into the seventh inning. And the Kansas City Royals score one more run. Here's what I'm oh. noticing about the Kansas City Royals. They mm-hmm. score every other, uh, they score every odd inning. And there's yes. nine innings. So you have a ninth inning coming up. <laughs> yeah, so every, every second inning. So my bet is less than, than, than seven, seven runs. Yeah. Is that what it says, 6.5? Can you get yes. a point five? No, Not you can't baseball. get point five. It's just to, the, to, to set the line. So if I get six, I win. If it goes to seven, I lose. Is essentially yeah. the angle. Like so under now, seven would also work. Yes, under seven would be fine. So just okay. six, which is six. I don't, that was a weird way of phrasing that. Less than seven. But no, well, no, well, yeah. Okay. Well, I'm saying why, it, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. <laughs> like, why is it six and a half if there's only six and seven? Because it can't be, it can't be six and a half. So if it crosses to seven, <laughs> if it is seven, then I would win with seven. Yeah, if it's seven, no one wins. Yeah. Okay. It's just setting a line that it could be above or below. There has to be a 0.5. So okay, they're going into the eighth inning and kansas now has five runs total i'm getting nervous so then they do nothing kansas gets nothing can you say kansas city please kansas city okay thank you what what was that kansas you just keep saying kansas it just drives me crazy it's kansas city would it be better if i said royals uh that's fine too it's kansas kansas and kansas city are different places okay royals the royals needed one more run i was nervous and then I, I stopped watching. I looked again. The Orioles had bases loaded, no outs. And I was like, oh, fuck. This is going to... As soon as I bet the under, everything shifted. The game shifted. So then I panicked bet, and I took the Orioles to just win. I just reversed my bet, which would then, <laughs> then mean that for that to happen, I would need to lose my other bet. But I am such a jinx. Whenever I bet on anything... I lose immediately. I bet on the Red Sox losing. Ten seconds later, they home run and win the game by two. It's just a ridiculous curse. I realized the success to me winning bets is I need to start fading myself. I will make one bet saying an obvious thing will happen, and then I will bet on the unlikely thing and hope that happens. So then we're in the eighth inning, and in the eighth inning, this is what happens. As soon as I counter my bet... The Royals oh score nine runs in the eighth inning. <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean the Orioles do? Yes, Orioles the score Orioles. nine runs. 
So I bet that it would be <laughs> under 6.5. Then yeah. they score nine. I panic once it was at six or whatever. I bet the Orioles to win to <laughs> counter myself. I'm fading myself because once I bet one way, then it will absolutely go the opposite of whatever I said. So the yeah. trick is fading myself. I bet one way, bet the other way. Orioles score nine runs. And it was even a cartoonish thing. My bad luck is so bad. The runs came in because the Royals tripped each other in the outfield. <laughs> that was going to be an easy catch in the back to, to end the inning. Oh, and instead, no. he tripped the guy. He sprinted <laughs> over and took him out at the knees, which allowed nine runs to happen. Um, so was there a, a grand slam involved? There was. Uh, there were no grand slams, but it was like three runs scored in because he tripped his own guy, and then so the inning ended. They scored nine runs. They have a nine to what five lead at that point. I'm like, this is great. We're going into the ninth inning. Only one inning left. This is what the final score ended up being for the game. So it ended up being nine to eight for the <laughs> Orioles. <laughs> I was sweating when the Royals were coming back. They scored three runs. I was like, this is unfucking believable I realized that my bad luck is like a pendulum. So I need to fade myself late, but not too late because it goes back and forth. Like yeah. once it realizes that I've made a counter bet and then has to run back to fuck me over that way. So the key to my betting in the future is fading against myself, but late into game, so there isn't enough time for it to bite me in the ass. Going the or way. or fade early enough that you can refade at the at the last. I second. can't triple fade. There's no triple fade. There's no triple fade. That's just losing. That'd be that'd be terrible. Uh, I, I mean, if you, if you, <clears throat> I think you could, because if you could place, because you're placing two bets versus one at that point, and two outweighs one. So you just, it's just a matter of how much you. That's just a bet again. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's true. I was texting Eric when it happened and what it was eight to nine with them still at bat. I was like, did I double fade myself? Holy God shit. Like, damn, this is, dude. I have terrible luck. But yeah, that's the key. I'm just going to bet against myself going forward. I've always said if somebody faded me, they do great. I'm going to be that person. I'm just going to start betting against me. Do you, do you worry that you're affecting these games? I think the players will be pissed if they're listening to this. <laughs> you think they're going to be pissed? Wait till the magic starts happening, dude. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is pre-voodoo. <laughs> that was my night that was a ridiculous i've never seen nine runs scored in an inning before especially that late when down five to zero it's a great game man the crowd must have been going ape shit nine in an inning i feel like nobody was in the crowd i feel like a lot of people had left it seemed like a one-sided game <laughs> oh yeah but well yeah they did nothing for seven innings. <laughs> yeah just to see like it was locked up and then they just scored nine in one Whoa. inning. But it was more the, the adventure of fading against myself is going to be a fun journey going forward. Do you think some sort of pep talk happened after the seventh inning? Like, what happened there? <laughs> it showed an image of Don Zimmer on the back. It rallied everybody. <laughs> is, it, uh, is it Clash of the Titans or Jason and the Argonauts that has, like, the gods, like, kind of puppeteering what's happening to the, to the mortals below? Do you think that's what the people in the stand, what was happening to the people in the stands of that game? They had no idea that Andrew, the the betting baseball god, was affecting <laughs> the outcome of their game, and they were just they were just along for the ride. It has happened. I showed Eric a different bet before that involved the Padres, and I was like, "How do you feel about this?" He's like, "Oh, that's an easy bet. You should do that." And I did it, and then they they died. They had a terrible game. I tanked them. I feel like I can tank teams. I feel like I'm like a long distance cooler. You're making me a little nervous about this uh, this roulette idea we had for this weekend. I got to be honest with you. What, was it a roulette idea or a Kino idea? Roulette. roulette is 
what is that? <laughs> what an interesting. You're getting your picks in from a different country. Yeah, that's great. I didn't realize you wanted to do roulette. It was that's more of a live game than I was. Em- Emily had this idea, Gavin, that while we're in Vegas this weekend, we should go to a roulette wheel and we should have Andrew run his ball machine and pop a number out, and then we bet on that number. Oh, I feel like you kind of used up all your luck last week. Well, uh, never know. It might might be worth trying again. That'd be I amazing love, if that hits. <laughs> I love that nobody really commented on that in that episode that came out. And I think it's because people are scared that it was fake. Like they don't want to celebrate it out of the fear that they'll be proved wrong. Or that I think it it's because bit. more people would just heard the shift thing and thought it was yeah, insane. They were so distracted by the goddamn shift thing. They never heard that part of the podcast. Probably. It's just weird. That was a weird thing that happened. I hope it works for you. I'm terrible Thanks, with roulette, though, as established. So I, you need to balance that out against the machine. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm, I'm, I'm not anticipating winning, but we'll see. So what's this Vegas trip? Uh, oh, Andrew wants me to buy some video games for him. That's not true necessarily. I wouldn't. <laughs> that's that's you said technically I, what's happening. I found this place that's selling these video games. I want. It's in Vegas. And I said, I'll go to Vegas. <laughs> Do you want to yeah, go? Well, that's different. And you were that's like, a- I, can't, I can't go to Vegas right now because I'm in Canada and it's a whole thing. And I said, well, I'll go for you. I'll go buy your video games for that's you. That's a different thing. That is a complete, you're right. I, I'm joking, but I am going. I, I was looking for an excuse to go and this is an excuse, but I really do want to go to Vegas. Yeah. I just, okay. I just needed one reason to go. You were my reason. That's, that was just an important clarification because I'd feel terrible if I was, and that was the sole motivator of going. I don't know. I just don't like the idea of persuading you to do that for that reason. I'm collecting yeah. some games right now. I decided I wanted to try to get some games that I really enjoyed growing up, mainly on the 360, because there's not much collecting happening as far as like sealed 360 games go at this point. And they have a bunch of... And you told me something that blew my mind and might surprise you as well, Gavin. Uh, the Xbox 360 is going to be a classic console win. I think 2025, right? It's when something turns 20. So like four years from now? It'll, yeah. It'll be retro. The 360 will be Lord. in the retro category, which is very weird to think about. So your, your cat is retro? My cat is retro. Yeah. <laughs> I have a retro cat. <laughs> <laughs> but then Andrew, he started texting me all this stuff last night. He was like, listen, I'm starting to read about this place. It seems kind of sketchy. I don't want to send you into a bad environment. And I'm yeah. like... Am I going to buy Xbox 360 games or am I buying meth? <laughs> well, no, it's just so I saw a video and somebody was like, oh, I went game hunting in Vegas. This is what I found. I was like, oh, that's funny because of what we talked about. And I watched it and they went to the place and uh, they had a really bad experience. And my anxiety with I want you and Emily to have a fantastic trip. That's way more important to me than those games. Uh-huh. So I just didn't want you to be in any form of of uncomfortable or unpleasant experience because of me on your trip. That was purely an anxiety play of, I just want you and Emily to have a fantastic time. I was playing, I'm going to have a fantastic time. I appreciate it. I've already booked some stuff. I was just going to go sometime Saturday in the afternoon, take a cab over there with the list, buy what you need (laughs) and throw it in my hotel room and go back to go back about my, my sports book uh, betting business, uh, which I'll probably spend most of the weekend in the sports book, honestly. So yeah. uh, it'll be a, an hour and a half inconvenience. And if it goes wrong, it's content. And if it goes right, it's less content, but still content. <laughs> so I'm cool with it either way. It's a great week to go to Vegas. NFL season starts. Yeah. I made an absurd under bet, which there's no way it will hit, but it's fun. 
I took every game going under, and I think it's $10, and it cashes out at like $160,000 if it wins. What are you going to do with all that money? Yeah, it buys nothing. a lot of 360 games. <laughs> it does. Nothing. There's no way it hits. I do like about the under, though, I start every game a winner. I start every <laughs> game in a winning position. <laughs> That's true. It is true. I got to go rescue uh, Puss Puss for Henry. He's going to growl. Just a second. Wait, what is... Is Puss Puss, Puss, Puss Puss a toy? There's Owl Owl. Have we heard of Puss Puss on the show before? I'm not sure I've heard of Puss Puss yet. I don't... Is that a new toy? Is that in the rotation? All right, crisis averted. <laughs> Wait, is Puss Puss a new toy, Jeff? Puss Puss is the octopus. It's been there before. We've talked about it. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'm yeah. familiar with the octopus. That is not a yeah. new toy. No, Puss Puss isn't new. That's interesting. I like the naming scheme of the toys. I don't name them. Uh, they're just the names that are given to me by uh, Emily. She's the she's the <laughs> clever namer. What are the other toys named? Oh, everything twice. Uh, there's everything Puss, twice. Puss, okay. There's Owl Owl. There's uh, <laughs> I don't know. Uh, bone Bone Dog Dog. <laughs> I made that shit up, but it's like whatever whatever you see, just say it twice, and that's what it is. But there's a different rule for Puss Puss because it's an octopus. So it's only the back half. It's not octopus, octopus. Yeah, and we we typically call it owl, owl instead of owl, owl because it sounds like it's getting hurt when he squeezes it. So. Okay, so it's like a one syllable. If the name goes beyond yeah. two, you're only using the back syllable. I'm sure there's others. <laughs> I just so, can't think of them so right Gavin's now. So Gavin's Vin Vin in, in this name scheme. <laughs> Vin Vin. Vin. <laughs> <laughs> Gavin is, uh, Gavin is Gaver. Uh, and will forever be Gaver because that's what my daughter called him when she was like two or True. three. I, I, to my, for the rest of my life, he'll be Gaver in my head. I'd her. rather be Gaver than Vinvin. Vinvin is not a good nickname. <laughs> oh my God, you almost made me throw, spit up. <laughs> that was a little school, uh, school time nickname for a while was Vinny. But really? Vin Vin. Yeah. Wait, you were Vinny? I was Vinny. For like so Nothing. <laughs> oh, you're that's, the least that's Vinny Vinny. Vinny. There's no way that's true. Nobody looks at you and says you're Vinny. That didn't happen. Well, it was. <laughs> Guess what's about to stick. Vinny. Yeah, imagine the opposite of Vinny Jones. <laughs> and then there's me. I got just called Vinny and Vincent for like a year by this one. Just people in one class. And then uh, it sort of went away. I just left. Indulge me for a second. I'd like to try something out if you guys don't mind. Okay. Hello and welcome to another episode oh of the F Face Podcast. Uh, thanks for coming. My name, as always, is Jeff Ramsey. And with me, uh, as always, Andrew Panton and Vinny Vincent Free. And we are here to entertain you this week. I like the sound of that. Yeah. I don't think or it I say, I said, Jeff, how about this? Hello and welcome to another episode of the F Face <laughs> Podcast. Uh, hosted by myself, Jeff, uh, and Gavin, uh, sorry, hosted by Jeff, <laughs> Andrew, and Vinny. <laughs> I think you gotta put. I think you gotta put some flavor on it. I think you gotta go. Welcome to the Face Podcast. I'm your host Jeff Ramsey, along with my co-host Andrew Pan and oh motherfucking Vinny Free. And I like then that. I think people really get excited. Bring uh -huh. a little bit of like the flavor to it. Yeah. Uh, okay. People called you Vincent. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that doesn't even. That doesn't track at all. <laughs> yeah. Michael told me his middle name once. I was like, oh, that was my nickname at school. <laughs> What a shitty nickname. That's coming from somebody who had ANSAC. I'm making fun of yours. Well, it's a lower name. You didn't come up with your nickname, do you? No, I'm just saying it's a bad draw. I'm not blaming you for it. It's more of an observation. You got a bad draw on Vincent and Vinny. Oh, I don't think it's a bad... Vincent Price, that's a cool dude. It's a very cool dude. Doesn't fit you at all. I don't see you as what? a Vincent or a Vinny. <laughs> yeah. 
I like this nickname thing. What other nicknames did y'all have growing up? Navigator. Navigator. <laughs> Same that guy that called me Vinny called me the Navigator. <laughs> <laughs> I love that the... this guy was like, I'm going to get one that sticks. I'm just workshopping. <laughs> Vinny didn't really work. <laughs> but they actually <laughs> stuck for like quite a long time. He used to call me Gavnav and then it just became Nav and then Gav Navigator. Nav. <laughs> Gavnav is really Gav good. <laughs> so Vinny, Vincent, Gavnav, and Ansel. <laughs> It's like being in German class again. <laughs> even said Gavnav. And Sack. Did Eric or Nick have any nicknames growing up? No, nothing. Like, my name doesn't really lend itself to anything like that. But I also <laughs> did. I To be fair, I didn't think Gavin's did either. But here we are. <laughs> Nick said it's fucking... He sounds like little <laughs> dog <laughs> toys. No <laughs> <Little> Gavnav. <laughs> Can we make Gavnav dog toys? <laughs> oh, that's great. What a great uh, nickname. Nicknames. So did you not have anything good? Either of you? <laughs> no. To me? Andrew had Ansac. Yeah, I didn't oh have God. the fucking naming genius on my in my school with me. I didn't have the fucking Akinator or whatever, just summoning names, <laughs> throwing things out there, seeing I, what will stick. When I was when I was younger, they called me Jeffro. <laughs> Jeffro, it's pretty good. Like like Gavnav. Jethro, like Jethro, but Jeffro. Yeah. And uh, at when I when I moved to Austin at the tech company where we started our, uh, the day job, uh, they called me G Funk, which I hated. It's <laughs> your username on the website. I know. I hate it. <laughs> I don't know why I ever didn't hate it, but I definitely hate now. <laughs> Uh, oh, then you got Raymond Somer. Yeah, exactly. And Raymond Somer, mm -hmm. your birth name. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I guess I would say I guess the shittiest nickname I had is Andrew Payton. Both names. Sure. <laughs> yeah. That's a Thanks bad for listening. <laughs> Thanks for listening to another episode. Are we already done. Starring Jeff Ramsey, <laughs> Andrew Payton, and oh, wow. Vinnie Vincent Navdab. Navdab. Vinvin. <laughs> we still didn't talk about superheroes. I didn't tell. Oh, remind week. me, remind me next week to tell you guys my uh, my fart story. Okay, we got. <laughs> we might as well just ask you every week. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this one's not me. This is Emily, though. Oh, I'm okay. sorry to my fart story. We're out of time. Out of time next week. We'll push you to next show. <laughs> got to leave them. On, you got to leave them on a cliffhanger. Now they want to. Like they're gonna sure. be like, I got to know the fart story. I can't like, believe I have to wait another week to hear another. Fart story. I let, last week I crammed research for the superhero topic. I felt like <laughs> it made me go back to a child. I realized nothing has changed. We had a three week break. I didn't do any of the prep for it until the night before. Yeah, I didn't do my homework <laughs> till the night before, and I'm nervously trying to get everything done. And we haven't talked about it in three weeks or whatever since we we came back. The best part about that is is that my my plan is to copy off your work. <laughs> so that is exactly like I. <laughs> <laughs> All right. This is fun. We should end. Yeah, this. I'll see you guys next week. Bye bye. Bye now. Oh shit. Don't forget to rate and like and stuff. Fucking stars. <laughs> Everywhere stars. Don't forget the stars. <laughs> Nick, you gotta leave in the pause there. For <laughs> yes, how long? I'm that was the a real time pause. <laughs> That's great.